Good evening, Turks and Caicos. Welcome to the program Expressions. I'm your host, Robert Hall, and my co-host... Derek Taylor. Welcome again. All right. Uh, we have a pretty interesting program lineup for you and uh, quite a bit of, mu bit of music on this uh, Monday evening. So get ready and tell your friends, your neighbors, that Expressions is on. Get ready to express those concerns that you have. So often as we move around, myself as well as Honorable Taylor, people have all sorts of things, all sorts of complaints to make to us. Well, expressions give you that opportunity uh, to express that. I had a couple of such uh, this afternoon, and actually the morning started with that. So I want to welcome you wherever you are throughout these Turks and Caicos and around the world. Good evening to all those over in Salt Key or here in the nation's capital, Grand Turk. I guess Herbert Adams is listening. Cecil might be if he is in the mood, but, you know, he need to know the truth, man. He really need to know the truth. <laughs> and sometimes I'll give Colebrook a bligh. But I hope he is listening, and man, I tell you, when he listens now, he listens intently and has almost photographic memory. Uh, Joel, I don't know if you've gone in already. You tend to watch more television than anything else, but anyway, <laughs> welcome. Bubblegum, sometime when you're on, you won't turn me off, but I hope you're listening. <laughs> Marcy and um, Mr. Taylor and Mice, Michael, all of you guys. Well, as for George up the road, I guess he got on Voice of Barbados. <laughs> but anyway, welcome. And all the guys over there by PZ, I know that's a busy, busy area. I stop and exchange words with them from time to time. Welcome. And don't be afraid to call in and express your concerns. To all those down there in the Big South, uh, good night and welcome. I suppose the two spots now is Lear Corner uh, and uh, down by Mr. Forbes' restaurant down Kong Ground. Welcome. In Middle Caicos, what is the spot now? Mujin Harbor, Bambara Beach? Well, I guess Bambara Beach is closed up for the night. But wherever you all happen to be, welcome. Well, North Caicos now has many spots, and particularly that new hotel that the Hanfields built. I've been hearing so much about it. I hope to be able to go over sometime soon uh, to view the property, and if I can afford, spend a night in there. And, of course, to test or taste some of the very delicious meals. Yes, welcome. Good night to Henrietta Delancey, to Gwenny. To Holton Williams, to Mr. D.C., and all you lovely people, to McLean Gardner, who doesn't miss expressions, have to be something, you know, holding him back, to my cousin Wilbert Forbes and the whole family down there in Whitby, to the Campbells in Santa, Santa Point, how are you good folks doing? Let's hope everybody is doing well. Those of you on Pine Key and Powdered Key, good night and welcome. 
the stars are constantly coming in. And for those of you down in Providencialis, oh boy, more and more flights coming in. Tourists are really coming in from the cold. Okay. Treat them well that they may come back again and again. Uh, notice, um, what's his name there now? From the Los Angeles Lakers, D. Uh, Honorable Taylor, okay, remember? Um, oh boy, the name just uh, eludes me right now. It'll come later on. He and his wife are vacationing in Providenciales. You know, uh, Michael Jordan mm -hmm. was to the Bulls like this gentleman was to the Lakers in his prime. And, uh, um, you know, done very, very, very well in the basketball court uh, uh, and as a businessman. I've got my phone off, but I, so I know somebody will soon text me to say that, but I'll get back to that one later on. But it's always nice to see the stars keep coming down to Turks and Caicos Island. That's, that bodes well for us. And I noticed the Sands on Grace Bay, they recently celebrated their 25th anniversary, and what a big to-do they had. Uh, good night and congratulations to the Hartling Group. All right, and anyone else over on West Caicos and Ambergris Keys, good night and welcome. Let's begin the show with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this night. We thank you for all of your mercies. We pray at this time for our country that we may seek deep within ourselves individually and collectively as to the problems that beset us. We pray that you would bless and guide all those who seek to govern this country, those who are in the seat of power, and uh, help them always to be honest and straightforward with the people, and uh, always be minded that is the people who put them there, and they are there to serve the people and not themselves and special interests. Uh, bless us tonight, for we pray in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I'm going to kick it off tonight with a lovely song from one of my favorite groups uh, or singer, Morgan Heritage. Ja shall wash away the tears from our eyes. You may say Ja, you may say Jesus, you may say Jehovah, you may say Allah. But there are lots of people crying around the world, lots of people crying right here in our land. But just remember, man, listen. Ja shall wash away all the tears from your eyes. Yes, I don't think they come more beautiful and <laughs> meaningful like that. That's what I talk about, message songs. You know, there are lots of people all around the world who are burdened down with all sorts of problems. And sometimes just sitting back and listening to these kinds of music, it's like soothing to the soul. There are some preachers who condemn just about all secular music, but I think they are so wrong. I am of my view. If these same individuals, like Bob Marley did in his final couple weeks, turn to Jesus, then there is a place in heaven for them. You know, uh, when you think of how they minister to people in songs, and I'm sure sometimes there are those individuals who are contemplating doing certain things that are dangerous but sometimes just listen to that music 
turn them around. What do you say about that, um, Honorable Taylor? That, that is so correct. And uh, uh, believe it or not, my mind went back to the Psalms because the Psalms are real songs. So what you have been through, uh, King David, and, and what the people of Israel, where the people of Israel, uh, what they have been through, and whatever. So in this day and this age, you know, it, it speaks to the soul. It really speaks to and In fact, sometimes it brings so much tears to some people. Yeah. People eyes, you know, what they're, what they're going through, you know. But God has been good all the time, you know. And um, uh, basically, well, of course, I, I mentioned about that song, uh, The Older I Get. When I heard it for the first time, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And um, you can go, we can go into the, uh, the, the hymns itself even. And, and, and Tom said, it speaks it speak to experience, it speaks to what you've been through, where you came from, where you are, and where you hope to be. And that, that's, that's what I, I just love music. Yes, I must remember to have my technical career to pull that up sometime, the older I get. I think it's a country and western. Correct. Um, uh, the older I get, the fewer friends I have, and so correct. on. Like, it's really, really lovely. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah. I mean, I listen to lots of different kinds of music. But anyway, as you get ready, because the first topic that we're going to talk about tonight is prison. Prison. All right. So as we get ready to get into that, I'm going to play up one more of Grimm's Morgan song. This time, uh, my deceased brother-in-law, Billy Mills, used to like. It's T-I-M-E. Time. Time. And I want you all to listen to the words of the song again. Time, not only for black people to unite but time for Turks and Caicos in general to, to unite. And by the way, listen carefully. You're going to hear them mention Turks and Caicos. Oh, yeah, we've been recognizing music uh, all around the place. And I love this one. I'm going to dedicate this to Miss Annie Mills, to Rita and Lake. T-I-M-E. Yes, you hear what Grams Morgan say, Turks and Caicos. It's time. And I say to you, it's time that we all unite. Whether it's in terms of the churches, the Baptists, the Anglicans, the Catholic, the Pentecostal, whatever, should be preaching one gospel, the gospel of salvation. Uh, Political parties, whether you're PDM, PNP, if there is a PDA or NDA, time to unite. If independence, what have you. You may have your different philosophies in terms of how government country should be governed, but at least there should be some common issues that we all can agree with and move this country forward. So we need to take our minds out of the gutter, as Graham Morgan say, and go and work for your bread and butter. Some sit on the sidewalk and think it's going to be handed to you. Hey, it doesn't happen that way. By the sweat of your brow, you should eat bread. And it's incumbent upon government to make those provisions for our people and have been constantly harping on that subject as to how we can empower Turks and Caicos Islanders. Maybe towards the end I'll go back to that subject. But really, I want to start the show of talking about our prison system. And uh, I was motivated to do so after listening to a popular entertainer in Jamaica who is in prison. Now, 
some of you guys, don't turn it off just because I mentioned Jamaica. Listen, because there's a lot that we can learn. And the problems they have in their prisons and the recommendations that are being made definitely suit us also. So I want you to sit back. And this is a letter that this prisoner wrote to the Prime Minister to leave the opposition and others. Okay? Please, do me that favor. Just listen. And later on, call back and tell me what you think about it. Minister, the opposition leader, and other interested parties. Compiled and narrated by Jojo Mack. I am Desmond Ballantyne, popularly known as Dancehall Artist, Ninja Man. I am addressing this letter to you in hopes that you will take into consideration the proposals I am presenting as a citizen of this great island, Jamaica. As you are no doubt aware, I am currently incarcerated in the Jamaican prison system. Being incarcerated has given me first-hand insights into same system. Thus, I would like to take the opportunity to present a proposal to you on behalf of thousands of inmates who are a part of the system and by large, the Jamaican people. I believe being incarcerated should not be a hindrance to me or anyone else in the system contributing to Jamaica in a positive way. Therefore, I would greatly appreciate you giving thought to the following, and that it does not get buried in the recesses of your minds. Firstly, so many of our citizens are in jail for various crimes, but they're not all criminals. While we understand that a prison system must be in place, I do believe that the system, in the interest of all Jamaicans, should find a way to rehabilitate those who are at some point scheduled to return to the general populace. It is imperative that the powers that be see that them for who they were before they became the people who got involved in crimes or the situations that placed them in this system. The men and women who are incarcerated should be given some hope that when they return to society, they will have options or more than likely, a great number of them will return to the very thing that got them locked up in the first place, maybe worse. When a man or woman loses all sense of hope for self-reliance, their mental state is no longer normal. The need for survival is what will prompt them. Therefore, the general populace will no doubt be at risk. If a system is put into place to counteract these potential outcomes, everyone involved will be able to breathe a lot easier. When melancholy sets in, no one knows where the axe will fall. The only thing we can be sure of is that it will. So considering the options that I am proposing to you will ultimately be in the best interest of all the citizens of Jamaica. One element that is missing from the system in Jamaica is an incident to rehabilitate those who have been incarcerated. We cannot deny that no one was born a criminal. All babies were born innocent beings. The system created criminals, whether through their upbringing or the ills of society. It is imperative that we create a system to help the people who are locked up to achieve self-reliance. We have great tradesmen, mechanics, bodywork professionals, carpenters, furniture makers, etc. in institutions across Jamaica who simply wake up in the mornings, take a shower, get fed, play football, and get back into lockup. There are a lot of unused skills that are going to waste. I feel that I, being institutionalized, should be more than just for punishment. I am not here to buy guns or form gangs. I'm here to change the mindset of the youth, and I'm asking the government to assist me with restarting a rehabilitation program that I'm willing to spearhead. I have already spoken with the superintendent and the deputy commissioner of the prison and requested a meeting from 
both. After that meeting, I would like to request a meeting with the Minister of Security, Minister of Justice, the Chief Justice, and the Prime Minister to be held at the prison institution. I would love if they could visit the institution so they can see firsthand what we are dealing with, so they can find ways and means to deal with the problems at hand. A huge percentage of the people inside these prison walls came in at an early age. Their best years are spent there. Their chances of making something good of themselves are tarnished. The burden of the prison institution should not be placed on the citizens of Jamaica. We must find a way for the institution to maintain itself. Computer classes, technician classes, mechanical, among other things, should be implemented. There are furniture makers who could make furniture. The furniture could be put on the auction block by having a yearly auction. A system could be set up where the general public can have their vehicles repaired, painted, accessorized, etc., at a cost lower than what is being offered on the outside. The prisoners involved in these work programs could benefit from a percentage of the proceeds. The greater percentage goes into an account for the institution that could be used for repairing the buildings, among other things. If the prisoner has a child, a portion of that could go to that child, and a small percentage goes in an account for that prisoner. So when he leaves the institution, he will have something to give him a new start, thus reducing the risk of him going back into society penniless and resorting to crimes in order to survive. Jamaican people are very ambitious. If a man spent 10, 15 years in prison, when he returns to the general population, he will see his peers who are well advanced with homes and vehicles and income while he has to start from scratch. If he gets a chance to improve on his skills while institutionalized and be able to have funds set aside for him for the work he did, it will give him an opportunity to move forward without having to commit another crime. Hence, the importance of rehabilitation should be foremost in our minds in order to reduce crime in the country and empower its citizens. The framework of the institution needs a reset. I will fight with every ounce of my bone, my blood, my life, my skin, my flesh, and my knowledge until we have an institution where, when youths are released, we can see them being rewarded for being the person they have become and not the person they used to be. I want to ask the Jamaican Human Rights Organization, what are you doing? There are some older inmates at General Penitentiary. A greater percentage of them are so old and they're sick and shaking, needing medical attention. They can no longer be a menace to society. They should be released from prison. Some have spent 30 or 40 years locked up and need medical attention. The General Penitentiary is overpopulated. Six feet by four feet wide cells are housing three to five men at any one time. Send home these older men to their families. They're not physically or mentally capable of resorting to any kind of crime. The human rights organization will need to step up to the plate and do their jobs effectively for the amelioration of the country in general. I am making this proposal, which will be set forth in a more professional manner for the people of Jamaica and not for any rewards. I do not expect to be praised. That's not my intent. I simply want to see Jamaica become a better place where its citizens can feel safe. In everything that we do, we can expect hiccups, but we must implement a program that will serve for the greater good. They say nothing beats a trial but a failure, but they also have another saying that if you try and fail, you should try again. We can impress upon the youth the importance of being a good citizen. In the 1980s election, which was a bloody one, I was on the front of a battlefield. Shabba Ranks and I became friends. There was a war going on between Tower Hill and Marl Road. Marl Road people did not like Shabba Ranks, as well as Tower Hill people did not like Ninja Man. 
I did not just do the song Living on Free Food Ticket. I called a peace meeting between the two factors. I put on a peace dance at Seaward All Age School the first time Kilimanjaro played at that venue. It was a life and death dance because a lot of people were afraid. But when the dance ended, there was full-fledged peace. We can build back a peaceful Jamaica. It's possible. I have been a man of peace all my life. People may want to call me a criminal, but I'm the first to say peace and the last to say war. I am the first to want to build my country and the last to break it down. The earthquake we got recently was a cry from Mother Earth that she's displeased with the way we are operating. We need to get back to putting God on the forefront because we are not living right. Father God has gone to prepare a place for us and leave Mother Earth to take care of us and we are disrespecting her every chance we get. Forget about climate change. It's the earth crying out to us and we better take heed. It would be wise to initiate this effort by ceasing to disrespect the women of our society. A man is as weak as a branch of a dry tree, but that same man could be strengthened by a woman who is the root of that tree. So taking care of our women is paramount. I pray that everyone addressed in this letter will take its contents into consideration and move toward making that difference. I promise to elaborate more on these topics once my requests are honored. Thank you. I am Desmond Ballantyne, Ninja Man. Wow. Huh. What a letter. I'm telling you. I'm going to ask you, um, Honorable Taylor, uh, to give your view on that letter, but then lead it into and see what parallels there are with our prison system and what's your take on it. I mean, when I heard that, or saw that video, sorry we couldn't show it to you, um, I was so moved. I said I had to share this with Turks and Caicos, and I hope others appreciate it. In fact, although I have my phone off right now, I'm going to invite you uh, to text me to tell me if you find that letter moving, you find it relevant. I want to welcome those of you in North and Middle in particular, because for some time you were not hearing expressions of Radio Turks and Caicos, but I now understand that you can hear it now. Honorable Taylor. Thank you much. I find that le letter quite moving. Um, over the years I've been able to visit the, the prison as um, a justice of the peace in terms of dealing with legal aid. And the prison have been a revolving door for some uh, uh, prisoners. They're out and uh, in, and, and basically we talk about the whole area of rehabilitation, and uh, we wonder in terms of, of the skills that we can uh, bring there. I know uh, apart from allowing them to exercise uh, basketball and uh, uh, basketball and soccer, and and going way back, we also had a, a good prison band, you know. But I'm not hearing again about the music that we used to have in prison. And uh, you, you have some great singers who are basically were incarcerated. And some of them have, have moved on to the great beyond. But uh, I think the latter speak to here in the 21st century here, and not only in, in, in Turks and Caicos, but in the region on a whole. Because I, I listened to a news 
uh, release talking about depression and and Haiti. Uh, Haiti uh, ranks second in terms of of of, of prisoners of prisons that are overcrowded and uh, and the issues that they face there in terms of gangs and what have you. We have a golden opportunity to not only learn from, to learn from others, but also to learn from uh, all mistakes that we have here. And I, uh, I, I basically I agree with um, all that have been said that need to be done. Uh, we, unlike Jamaica, I don't think we have any 80-year-olds and 90-year-olds um, oh, or even late 70s <laughs> incarcerated here. But we have a golden opportunity to speak to our young men and our young women in terms of making sure that opportunities, uh, if for some reason they fall, fall, fall of the law and they're incarcerated there, that as a society we, we step up and assist in terms of making sure that the equipment, that whatever needs to be done, tools that need to be placed there to assist in their rehabilitation, that that take place. I, um, the writer hit the nail right on the head, in my opinion. Those of us who, as I said earlier, who would visit the, the, the prison and, and know exactly what's going on there. But you have a, we have a prison farm there. Those, and we continue to talk in terms of, of, of farming. We have um, the this situation where you have sales uh, every now and again and at uh, uh, Freedom Square, we call it. Yes. Emancipation Square. They say the clock tower. Right. I you see know? It. See and uh, those type of things that, that <coughs> we can basically... And we also have the sale of, of plants that uh, basically some of the persons here have been involved in seeing that they can um, grow and, and make sure that uh, the general public benefit from. But as has been said, we can go beyond that. In this age of technology, so there, yes, use the computer. Now, I know there are a number of other challenges, you know, but here's an opportunity when we talk in terms of dealing with the youth of our country that uh, let's give them, a, a, give them a great chance in order to come back uh, to society and, and be able to, to make a difference. Well, thank you very much. Now, here I go with my side of the coin. Uh, the prison that we have in Grand Turk was built many, many years ago. And in my view, it is has outgrown its usefulness. Yes, certain repairs were done. And I'm indeed pleased that some of the terrible bad behavior that used to exist there don't seem to take place anymore. But what I would like to see, because let's not get away from it, there will always be a need for a prison. Now, mind you, that's like the end of the journey. And I'm going to go back to perhaps some early stages of the journey, which could avert some of our, uh, our people from going to prison. But le let's focus on that prison side for the time being. 
and I am going to challenge this government. It might be too late for this budget, because I know that they intend to introduce the budget on time as the uh, financial year begins on the 1st of April. So it might be late for that. But with the monies we have now, I am suggesting build a new prison facility where? In Providencialis. I'm not saying don't maintain this one. This could be used uh, for a certain category of prisoners. I would hazard a guess that over 80% of those who come to our prisons, prison rather, comes from the Providencial no, side. Correct. So it makes sense. And you know something, one of the things I hate to see, judges, I don't know if it still exists because I don't fly as much, but prosecutors, lawyers, and prisoners all on the same flight. That ought not happen. <clears throat> Other arrangements ought to be made. Honorable Taylor spoke about some of the activities in this prison, like the prison farm. Yes, they're doing a good job and selling eggs at a lower rate than you can get it elsewhere. <coughs> and that certainly is helping the community. But also, it gives some of those who are inmates something productive to do. And some of the skills that they learn there, they could very well use them when they come out. I also like the work release program that they do have. I have seen many occasions when inmates not only are out working like around the government yards or cleaning the streets, but I've seen them at car washes working also. That's good for the, the lower risk um, individuals, as indeed I know in prison, to use a better, uh, for want of a better term, they sort of grade them yeah, correct. according to their risk. <coughs> My throat is acting up a bit tonight, I don't know why. Maybe I was talking a little bit too much all day, uh, with little or no time to relax in the afternoon. But in a way I shall labor on. And uh, there have been some other programs of an educational nature, I understand, that have been introduced in the prisons to help uh, the prisoners so that when they are released to society, they would be in a better position to gain employment. The governments have also made provisions where for certain lesser crimes after a period their slates could be wiped okay. clean but it's entirely up to those who are in there to face certain realities it's pointless simply blaming society when you don't blame yourself there may be a few in there who are innocent people and certainly a, a good number on remand now, that's another subject the justice system must deal with. It is not fair 
for instance, Smokey Burns has been on remand for one reason or the other about a year. Good night, Smokey Burns. I am familiar with him. When I did my shows from Provo for about two years, he used to come in the studio, do his DJ bit and all the rest, and I know him very well. And in fact, I can say publicly, I like him. I may not like what he may have been involved in and what he may have been alleged to be involved in. All right? Uh, there has been quite a bit of write-up in the papers, and I've answered some of them. Uh, some claim there's no place he shouldn't be there. It's like uh, taking advantage of a blind man and what have you, what have you. Although I like him, I do not take that view. Until such time as the legal process addresses the matter, then that's what the prison is there for. What I will hasten to say, though, it is an incumbent upon government and the authorities to make provisions in prison for special cases. Correct. And so, for instance, I know years ago you had individuals who had stroke or for whatever reasons they couldn't walk. Well, then, they should have wheelchair accessibility. Now, here is a blind man. Special provisions, I think, ought to be made for him and his safety. But for the others who talk about as if to say, well, oh, that's not the place for him, I think you need to think again. And Smokey Burns, you know me very well. I'm straight up, and uh, I am greeting you on this occasion and I do wish you well. Years ago, I used to visit the prison frequently. Prayed with prisoners, talk with them, sometimes cried with them. Because particularly around Christmas time, I could imagine what little children felt like not being able to see dad, those who look for and after their children. I could imagine the feeling of some of those fathers around that time when they cannot see their loved ones. But you know, I got tired talking, beseeching them, and many of them would have said, yes, this will be the last time I'm here, but when I go back, they hang their heads down their back again. Recidivism, the rate fairly high. We must do all we can so that while there is the punitive side, because <clears throat> individuals must pay their debt to society, but great efforts must be made to rehabilitate. We must never adopt the attitude that people can't change. There are some who may be hardened, some who may be very well so affected with drugs and alcohol or whatever that those agents have taken control of their lives and they are no longer in control. 
even to that extent provision should be made to assist them. But like I mentioned earlier on, although our prison right now might very well be overcrowded, and sadly, because every other day you hear of shooting, shooting and fellows coming in with possession of guns, and although there is this mandatory seven-year and whatever, individuals seem not to even be thinking about that. Whether they feel, well, oh, I'm slick, I could beat the system. Brother, like Kenny Rogers say, you cannot outrun the long arm of the law. You're not caught today, you'll be caught tomorrow. Listen, many of you listen to Ninja Man's song. I want you to listen to Ninja, Ninja Man's message. You heard what he said. Now let me get back to the early stages of things and what I see is certain neglect in the home and the society. Because that's where the problems start. Like Ninja Man said, no child was born a criminal. None whatsoever. Now let me deal with this like in two parts. Mothers in particular, get hold of your daughters. Get hold of them. I know with the intrusion of television and Facebook and all these kind of music and what have you that are around, they have a tremendous impact on our young girls. But you parents, mother in particular, have a responsibility. Draw your little girl to you. Tell them from early about their bodies about its development, what portions of their bodies should not be touched, certain individuals or group or class of individuals, when I say that, sometimes age group and so on, that they should not have conversations with. Monitor how they dress. I am saying to you, <coughs> that the way I see some of our young ladies dress, it's appalling. They don't need to copy what happens at the cruise center, the swimming pool. Just one little piece of string between their two loaves. And if that string was to slip on the side, as the old people will say, all their particulars will be exposed. It's disgusting. I've always said to my daughters, if I see you all in one of them, I'll burn it up. Now, I never saw them any like that, but I saw them with some that's a little too skimpy for my taste, and you're damn right, I burn it up. Might have been my money. But still, I burn it. And if I have to, I burn it again. We must teach our young girls to pride themselves. Correct. You see, it's like Muhammad Ali told, told his daughters. Almost everything that is pressured, precious, it's covered. 
Do you find gold on the surface? I bet that's a no. No. Do you find silver on the surface? No. You're damn sure you can find no, diamonds on the surface. Not at all. And I always quote the expression, he who seeks for pearls must dive Damn deep it. beneath the surface. You see what I mean? They're covered. Your body supposed to be more precious than silver and gold and pearls and rubies. So why expose it for everybody? You leave nothing to curiosity. I'm almost getting too old to even be curious. And I'm curious <laughs> for little girls or young girls, but still... If anything, let me be curious. Don't expose yourselves like that. I hate it. Hate it. And then you go to the dance floor. I don't dance much these days. But the only darkened thing they know is push off their backside push and wind up. Not more than that. There must be more to nice dance than that. I wonder how many young girls and young guys know how to do a nice waltz. waltz. Perhaps one of these times I need to go down Tigers and show them how to do a nice waltz, a ballroom-style dance across the floor. Everything, before the music stripe up, they don't bend down and they poop, push <laughs> it off. <laughs> you know, come on. Oh. Well, now, that in itself terrible. should not mean that any man has the right to treat them this way or the other way, because some of you guys really got this thing wrong. There's a certain fellow who decided he's going to spank them on that. Well, yeah, he did spank, but he had to pay some money too. Correct. You know what I mean? Respect. But girls, you got to earn and demand respect. Parents. And I've said this many times. There are older men out there who are grooming what you think is your innocent child. I'm a father. I understand this very well. The little angel in your home may not be an angel on the way to school or in school. Face realities. And there are grown men who are grooming them, giving them gifts, money, latest cell phones and stuff. And like I've said before, you see your child come home with things like that, even if it's a boy. Because these days, they ain't even oh. excusing the boys. They're going after girls and they're going after boys. Some good-for-nothing pedophiles in this country. And I wish that the society could identify them and have them all locked up and just throw away the damn key. I often say, it is not because of sexual desire stronger than anybody else. It's just a good-for-nothing mentality to prey on weak and innocent individuals. As a society, the police... The security officers, school guardians and counselors and whatever, we have to seek to provide that safety net. Some of you fathers, the time you spent in the clubs and elsewhere, spend time with your children. 
I love when I see fathers walking their children to school, walking them home, not leaving it all to the mother. And like I said many, many times, being a father is not simply just offering your sperm and then saying, well, I have eight, nine children, as the case might be. You need to step up to the plate and not only just find a few dollars to give to them, but show that affection. Teach them what manliness is, what it is to be a man. Fathers, draw your little boys close to you from early. Monitor the kind of videos they watch. Monitor the kind of songs they play. Many of the songs speak of guns, of violence, speak degradingly of women. And these things become almost ingrained in their minds from an early stage. You need to address these things. And don't wait until it reaches the stage when you get a higher lawyer to defend him. That's much too late. Some get by. But you know, if they got that criminal intention, so often they'll repeat. I used to visit the court very often to watch the system of justice as it rolls along. There was a young man who was on trial and uh, I don't want to give all of the details because quite some years but anyway some car was stolen police had set up an operation and lots of shots were fired that particular individual nearly got killed I sat in court I listened to the case, and the person worked in a sensitive area. And after the court was finished and he was found not guilty, now let's remember, not guilty does not mean that you're innocent. All right? Doesn't mean that you're innocent. So I said to him, I said, listen, you are damn lucky, because what I listened there, you could have been gone. He said, man, they mean to kill us that night. Now, all along, he wasn't there, <laughs> as far as the court is concerned. But when he spoke with me, you know, well, we were on a we level, as it were. He said, man, they mean to kill us that night. But you know what he concluded to say? It'll be a long time before I try something like that again. Now, he didn't say, I will not ever try that again. It'll be a long time. Fathers, Get your children by your side. This prison is not the best place for young people in particular. And uh, if you examine the statistics, the vast majority who come there are between the ages of 18 to 35. And when I go to the airport and I watch the little, I'll call it little Little fellas. fellas coming up I mean it is awful as a society we have to do much better than that Honorable Taylor I don't know if you want to chime in a bit more just to mention that as I stated I would attend the prison 
in terms of legal aid. And uh, a few times attending the prison, uh, there were young ladies, and um, they they seemed quite uh, afraid when they when I step in. They said, oh, "You know, I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it." But I've committed in, in terms of the justice of the peace that whenever I'm called, that I would go and I would attend and talk to them. Say, and they they try to apologize. I say, apologize to me for you know their incarceration, you know, but. As you stated earlier, though, justice delay is justice denied, you know, and we we have this this issue in terms of the time it takes in dealing with the court system here in Jackson Caicos, and I I hope and I think that there is a commitment uh, from the Chief Justice to see if we can do something about that. I think at the, at the um, uh, last. Uh, coming together of the, the the court system as uh, usual in January, uh, we we heard that um, certain things have been that government have been challenged for the judiciary. The next thing again that I would I would like to mention that for for a number of years, and uh, dealing with the prison here in Grand Turk, I mentioned that the Salinas. They're just on the north of the airport there that is fed from South Creek. Here is a golden opportunity for white gold, the salt. And and with the with the cruise with the cruise ship, uh, uh, cruise passengers coming, it's packaging that salt. There are a number of people looking for sea salt, you know. So we have a golden opportunity still here in, in Grand Turk. Uh, to make sure that a bit of our history with the soil industry, that, uh, that the, 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 prison, the prisoners are able to benefit from that. And again, that will assist that when they are released, that they, they move out with uh, 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 cash in hand. You know? So um, I'm hoping that we again look at that. And I quite agree with you. The number of, of our prisoners that are incarcerated here in Grand Turk from Providentialis and from from the other islands to the to the west of us, you can say you basically with investing. I call it investing in a prison in Providentialis. It can make a difference. And again, they are closer to their families. Give a, a, the family an opportunity. Since we talk in terms of human rights and what have you, give the family an opportunity to to visit, you know. And again, it will also help in terms of modernizing. Uh, we we learn from what is happening elsewhere, and therefore um, we will be able to benefit here in Jackson Caicos. Yes, indeed. Um, and I agree with the suggestions you made uh, with regards to um, uh, developing <clears throat> a little bit of the salt industry because, uh, quite frankly, a lot of tourists always ask for samples of salt to take back as souvenirs. And you see, because these salt has no impurities the, uh, and what have you, 
um, it's really in great demand, um, you know, and uh, that is indeed a good idea. There is much more that needs to be done with our prison and prison system. Uh, I'm just rec really sort of touching the surface. I'm going to open the phone lines for members of the public. Many of you have relatives and friends in there. Many of you have children there. And uh, unfortunately, uh, before the weekend, no doubt, there will be others going there. So you should have your concern. As I looked um, uh, on the Facebook this afternoon, I see there, but I will not mention names because I always like to verify, verify, where they claim that two prison officers were interdicted by the Integrity Commission, uh, accused of um, peddling drugs there. Now, what kind of prison can you have if drugs are readily available, sex is readily available? The persons who are there to prevent such activities, if in fact, and notice I say, if, if in fact they are engaging in such unscrupulous acts. It simply means the whole prison system needs to be over-rumped and looked at and cleaned up to make it what it ought to be. I am not pronouncing no guilt. I don't know who the individuals are. It's just an allegation. But it certainly seems like it's a fact that two were um, interdicted. interdicted. The phone lines are now open, 1-900-22-22-007-946-2007. You may text me at 244 7332, but please don't call me direct because I cannot entertain your call live on my cell phone. Let's see who will be the first to call in tonight. It is a real situation that we are facing. There have been, like I said, some improvements up there increase of manpower and the like and of course a tremendous increase in the number of prisoners but much much more need to be done there happened to be a report from the human rights commission some time ago right. and now um, uh, we here and and Gwentuk, we had uh, the representatives from the human rights commission at the dillon hall uh, for most of today uh, but I, I, I had not had the opportunity of visiting. Um, I don't know if a copy of that report and recommendation have, have been, if you have a sight of saying, you know, and all, from what I understood, there was also the question of the Human Rights uh, Commission office. Um, we have no human rights uh, personnel here in Grand Turk. Uh, the human rights offices in Providentialis, you know. Now, come on. At least you should have one of the human rights uh, employees, 
here in the capital, at least one, you know. And it seemed to me that you have to fly them in here to 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 view right. basically the prison, and you don't hear about anything else. And then they fly back into providentiality. Something need to be done. I agree with you entirely. And as far as uh, the activities they had at the Dillon Hall today. After I spoke with you, I went there, but they had already left. And um, to me, uh, that was, and although they were scheduled, they say, to about 12.30, what I believe is that it may have been poorly attended, like so many activities. You see, our citizens complain about things, but when it's time to speak up, when it's time for action, they're fast asleep. And that is why, in many instances, they cannot get the kind of improvement, the kind of in, uh, attention, the kind of representation that they need. Because they decide decide to be silent. Some of them with a stupidness. Oh, what's the point complaining because ain't nothing going to change? You don't know. All right? The Integrity Commission... Sorry, the... Um, integrity, integrity is on my mind because we go, we're going there next. But anyway... Uh, the Human Rights Commission is not bound to any political party or what have you. They are one of those institutions of good governance. And so you, the citizenry, should make use of them. Let me check my text, and we'll be moving on, because I'm not going to sit you all evening and waiting on your calls. I told you already, the number to call is one nine hundred twenty-two twenty-two zero zero seven. If that one is too long for you, then, um, <laughs> no, I laugh because some of the things that I said about a young person, a young, but young people, people. or young girls, uh, a young lady texts me and says, stop talking about me. <laughs> and that's what made me laugh. But anyway, <laughs> um, the other number to call is 9462007. Please make use of it. Anyway, um, a goodly lady from here in Grand Turk says, Good evening, Mr. Hall. Just thinking out loud. Government weekly paid persons. Paid persons. Oh, we have a, a caller. Caller, uh, go right ahead and welcome to Expressions. Good night, Mr. Hall, Honorable Taylor. I'd like Good to night. Good night. Good gentlemen. Happy, um, happy New Year, 2024. Blessings. Thank you, and same to you, my brother. I just want to share my two cents. And... You know, when it comes to persons with special needs, you know, I gotta, you gotta, I gotta say something. Yes. Well, I know the, I know the gentleman as well. I know the gentleman good, and me and the gentleman have a good relationship. And to me, there's no reason why he should be in that prison right now. And that's my opinion. You understand? We, 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 you agree to disagree. Everybody have their own opinion. But this the time human rights supposed to step in. And, 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 and do something about that. Because at the end of the day, you know, I know, everybody knows how we treat disabled people in this country. And some of it ain't got to do with us just being mean. It's just that we people do not have the knowledge to deal with certain situations or have the, um, as you say, experience or, or know what's going on with certain things. So that's a part of it there, too, educating the public dealing with persons with special needs and, and wherever the case may be. So I'd like to put that two cents in. Okay? Thank you. Oh, thank you. 
very much. Indeed, everyone has a right to his own opinion. But uh, like I often say, uh, there is a difference between opinion and informed opinion. Two different things. Thank you very much. The number to call, 946-2007. And uh, let me read that text in the meantime then. It said, good evening, Mr. Hall. Just thinking out loud. Government weekly paid persons can't get a good pension from NIB because their pay are too low. Not one premier take this matter into consideration. Well, um, as far as I do know, recently um, a new minimum wage was introduced that should help. And, um, of course, just like an ASU, what you put in, what you get. And as you know well, with the NIB, there's a certain percentage of your income you pay in. And uh, I'll tell you the truth about it. If you do the mathematics, whatever rank you are, if you live long enough, you would get far more than you ever paid in. And not only that, just imagine, if perchance you were to get into a serious accident and can no longer work, wow, the benefits you get then also, over a period of time, would far outweigh the little contribution that you have made. But um, I don't know if Honorable Taylor want to chime in, but that is as much as I can say on that one. <laughs> I, uh, basically, um, and one of these days, we probably should have someone from NIB uh, or RTC again, or, or expressions, basically to inform the general public. But there, there are a number of um, non those who have not contributed uh, towards the uh, pension scheme, and they are benefiting from the same. And there are also the issue of the welfare, uh, welfare department. With the welfare department, if, if there's a special case, you know, that can be looked into, you know. So um, dealing with the issue with the, uh, the minimum wage, and dealing with the issue uh, with uh, government, I, uh, the government minimum wage, I'm, uh, probably we need to at some time look at that. And if someone, again, from uh, our government or the Labor Department uh, compare the government minimum wage, so to speak, with uh, the minimum wage of the private sector, because basically, as I have pointed out, in terms of the civil service and statutory bodies, there should be a level playing field, you know. And um, because from there, from the civil service and the statutory bodies, all public funds, you know, a place like New Zealand have a level playing field, public, private, and whatever. So therefore, when, if for some reason or other you leave, a uh, public sector job, you can uh, basically right, fit right in within a private sector job, you know. So if we look at, at the, the, that type of system, we have an opportunity here in Turks and Caicos, a golden opportunity to have a level playing field. 
But um, the minimum wage, as laid down by government, is not only for government but also for the private sector. Uh, of course, the 850 uh, is for certain categories, and there's another section for another, uh, other categories. But basically, that covers government and the private sector. Now, of course, you would expect in the private sector uh, wages be driven by market forces. So you would think that the private sector would be paying at a higher level. But some of them are so damn cheap that they are paying at the very, very minimum. And some below, to be honest. Well, you know. well the thing about that again, well, I do know... Because I, like I speak all the time about a lot of the bars and restaurants and others, but there are other people with businesses. And the thing about it, perhaps again, this is where more public uh, education should come in. Now, unfortunately for the work permit holders, some of them may know that they are being paid below minimum wage, but because they want to continue on the job and not be sent home, they would not complain. Uh, Turks and Caicos Islander is more likely to complain. Okay. But every employed person should be given a contract with the terms of their labor. They ought to demand, demand sight of their national insurance and national oh, health contributions. I've seen where individuals have had to go to court over those matters. And so imagine a person is employed, uh, became ill, and uh, maybe have to be taken over where, somewhere else. But when you check with um, national health insurance, it's not paid. Employers have to be conscious all the time of what their responsibilities are to their employees. And uh, the uh, contributions to national health insurance and national insurance should always be deducted from their salaries. And once you have a person in your employ with little or no exception, and when I say exception, I can understand a live-in maid where housing, food, oh, and yeah. all of you, oh, then you and that person may negotiate. But beyond that, the minimum wage is for everybody. But the public service, sorry, private sector, must not hide behind that. Simply because it's a min minimum wage, well, then I'm going to pay you mm -hmm. the very lowest. I said on this show before, there are some big companies. And you know what get me, um, Honorable Taylor? Mm -hmm. Some of the people in these companies, they are professing Christian Christianity. And some screaming and shouting hallelujah on Sunday. But work their people, don't pay them properly. Have them 15, 20 years, and when they leave, simply because there isn't a law that say you have to give them a gratuity, they don't even leave with a little handshake. That is terrible, and they should have some sort of moral conscience. I quite, I quite agree with you. Uh, I, about two weeks ago, uh, and was in conversation with a young man who had been working for about 15 years. And I actually said to him, I said, you need to go to NIB and request uh, a, a, a printout of the contributions that have been made on your behalf. You know? And um, he said, I can do that. I said, of course you can do that. Yeah. 
had uh, uh, he he said that he'd been stepped over, he he been given he gave of his best in terms of service, and it seemed to him that you know uh, there are those who have just been employed there, and they overlooked him, and and they're paying them paying those who have lately been employed more than than uh, than he had been paid, you know. So again. At disengaging the labor department and engaging uh, those entities uh, who are responsible that they can appeal to uh, to to deal with with uh, to those who feel that they have been taken advantage of. Well, I think I have a text here, and this person says, "Mr. Hall, whatever the Human Rights Commission carried out today in Grand Turk, it was not poorly attended." People need to stop spreading lies. I can go further, but I will just make a long story short. And all this time, Human Rights Office were being based in Providenciales. You all are just noticing that someone or an office should be in Grand Turk. Serious people, you all are. Let me say, I'm done with this. Thanks. (laughs) Interesting comment. Well, obviously, as far as I'm concerned, I do not seek to spread lies at all. What I did say was that when I left and went there, it closed early. So I believe that it may have been attended poorly. I could not say that um, it was attended poorly. But that's just what my summation. And in fact, when I drove by earlier... I never saw many vehicles there. Now, whether one or two will keep coming and going, I just don't know. But certainly, at some stage, it is my intention uh, to invite um, uh, Mrs. Green here um, on expressions to speak to that issue. Now, the person is texting something else, and she says, well, stop judging. Oh, my goodness. uh, Anyway, I guess you're off on another track, my dear. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And that is is the situation that you have. You know, basically we're saying, if you're going to deal with the the person, it's not just going in and making a visit and writing a report. It is basically being able to follow up, especially we were talking about the person that's especially someone that's on the ground and basically can, from time to time here, that can visit not only the person, you know. So the issue of having a human rights of a, a person, a person here in Grand Turk go a long way. And in fact, you, you can have a situation where the individual that's here in Grand Turk will, visit Grand, will be a Grand Turk soul key self kicker. You can... Be able in this day and age uh, to say, okay, this will cover the southern section and this office will cover the northern section. You know, but working together and engaging and, and not basically jumping now to say to defend something. And that's what I see coming through presently, you know. Right. So when we talk about institutions here uh, for good governance, and for human rights, you know, basically we speak in terms of not only 
here in Grand Talk, both the total tracks and kikis, and talking in terms of having those who are responsible, you know, that they are present and not just coming over and writing a report, but where you can follow up, where you can uh, uh, basically on a on a weekly, on a monthly, and on a daily basis, as a matter of fact, they'll monitor what's going on. And uh, let me just add, um, as you mentioned, um, these organizations are of good government, uh, good governance, and uh, we have in the Constitution, provisions are made for them. The Audit Department is one of them, the Human Rights Commission another, the Integrity Commission another, and the Ombudsman or Complaints Commission is yet another. I am not sure how much the public is aware of the functions of these groups, and hence, like I said, going forward, I intend to invite them on the show to explain their functions so that hopefully the public would make more use of it. Correct. Well, we're going to transition now into the, I want to focus a little bit on the Integrity Commission. And I'm going to ask my technical operator to pull up what has become like my theme song now. That lovely song uh, originating in Montserrat. No governor should have more power than the elected leaders. And I believe that with all my heart. And for whatever long or short time I have left, I will fight <laughs> to make that difference. Sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Listen to the words, though, those of you hearing it for the first time. Yes, now I was pivoting into another area, but I must read this other text because it really disturbs me. And I hate when I have to respond to some nonsense. Of course, I could have chosen to overlook it completely. But any time when someone basically questions my integrity, it gets to me. And based on what we, I may have said with regards to the Integrity Commission coming into Grand Turk. Human Rights at, uh, Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, because mm-hmm. I was about to do Human Rights Group. And uh, so on. Anyway, this person who had made some comments earlier refuting uh, the, uh, that, the, in other words, saying the attendance was good and what have you. And uh, when I said like you're going off track. This person, I can read it entirely, then I will respond and just put that baby to rest. You may chime in because it refers to both of us. And she says, really, I'm not. I'm on track. And I, am, I, am, and I definitely know what I'm saying. I just don't like to text that. But you will hear me out either on the radio or face-to-face. Call my name. I don't care. You just call it whenever you want to. So call my name. And you know that Miss Green is not there anymore. So stop pretending. You all people dangerous. But Mr. Hall, I ain't no fool. I will catch you somewhere. And you know I ain't scared. What the <laughs> hell are you saying to Robert Hall? Now don't let me, don't <laughs> let my jumpy go in the bush tonight. Okay? All right. 
you, you, you suggest that we are making a certain judgment, but you are making a judgment. Because I thought um, Miss Sabrina Green was still there. Honorable Taylor, are you aware that she's no longer there? No, no, I'm not aware. Really? I thought so. In fact, even when I rode to the airport and I saw some of the ladies coming in, I was looking for Miss Green. So to say, uh, to suggest, oh, well, we know. I don't know. I honestly don't And that's why I said I would invite Miss Green on the show. I would not have made that statement had I known that she wasn't there. Young lady, I want to respect you. You're a regular caller, but please, please, don't come up with that kind of nonsense when you're going to attack my integrity. Okay. Thank you, Honorable Hall. The One second before we move on. Please, the call is... Oh, we had a call, but apparently the person has stopped. Caller, please go right ahead. You have a sword. Please. That's cool, boy. Yes, I know. Yes, go right ahead. You promised me a chance on expression. You have a chance now. Go right ahead and make yeah. use of it in a good way. I can be real. I ain't going to cost for none of that, but people looking at that. Oh, yeah, and, and, and I'm the type. Power on the real station. And I'm the type, although I know you very well. If you were to cuss, I will invite the police. Go ahead. Come on, your expressions. I need plenty hours. There's a lot of things I want to say to the public. They're playing, man. Just like we just read, you know? Huh? Okay. But people don't kill. God don't kill. You all need love. If I love you and you love me, we will never argue. We will never have no intentions to kill each other. You see me? They're wondering why the youth them ain't going to church. You hear me? You know why? Because people come and change our spiritual wicked, our, our culture. When I grew up with my grandmother, I had to go to church and Sunday school. You hear me? Now, when I'm feeling... Dominicans, open bars on Sunday. You know I me? Mean? And I got things to say that y'all can't handle it. Because people will accept a lie quicker than the truth. Because they can't handle truth. Huh? I love my son. If my son go out there and do wrongness, I might lie fine. But I can tell him he was wrong. You understand? But if I keep lying for him, how you gonna know truth? And this is the problem we have in our country, man. They can't see. You hear what Jamaican dead? What Filipino? What Haitian? What Chinese? And only T.I. is dying because T.I. ain't got no respect for their own people. They don't love their people. No? They say the donkey, what they call, sorry, it's just a bad word. Say he's a jackass. But he don't. The call may have been dropped, I don't know, because certainly I'm not in a position to cut it, and I didn't. But anyway, um, Cuff, uh, as you do know, I had planned on one occasion for you and another young man from Grand Turk to appear jointly on the show that did not take place. So don't take it to mean that I do not want to entertain you at some time and when you are in the right element as you seem to be tonight you know i'm straight up and we go far far back i certainly will entertain you 
Thanks very much for your call. Other callers, I'm going to ask you to wait a little bit as we move on to another area, and that is to deal a little bit with the Integrity Commission. And I thought that we will talk about that in the light that the governor has instituted a review of the Integrity Commission. Honestly, I also think that there should be a review of the functioning of the governor's office. And it doesn't pertain just to this governor, the governor's office. But they are indeed above the law. There will be commission of inquiries for politicians. There will be interdiction for civil servants and what have you. But not for these British governors. Why so? Honorable Taylor, explain to the public a little bit about the Integrity Commission. Uh, thank you much, Honorable Hall. Just to mention that in Part 7 of the Constitution, have ins institutions protecting good governance. And um, the establishment of institutions protecting good governance. Audit, the Auditor General and National Audit Office, the Complaints Commissioner, the Director of Public Prosecution, the Human Rights Commission, the Integrity Commission, the Registration of Interests, the Supervisor of Election, and the Funding of Institutions Protecting Good Governance. The, of course, uh, we also have, um, as, as I pointed out, uh, dealing with legal aid, uh, the, the, the department to assist those that, um, in fact, they have a special committee that have been named in terms of dealing with legal aid. But the Integrity Commission have been set up basically for those who have been appointed uh, to the civil service. Uh, and uh, basically they have to make the, a declaration of interest. We, we have um, not only members of the House of Assembly, uh, whether they are elected or, or appointed, they have to basically make a declaration to the Integrity Commission. In fact, the political parties are called upon to do, uh, on a quarterly basis, I think, a quarterly basis, they have to uh, declare uh, interest in terms of funding, what have you, uh, to the Integrity Commission. All right. Statutory bodies also have to um, make the declaration. But it also deals with the, the, the level that you're within within those bodies. So if your income is X amount within the body, then you're called upon to make such a declaration. And so in the final analysis is accounting for your income, your uh, allowances, your uh, uh, properties, you know, and any investment that you have where you are a public servant of a certain level within the public service 
and also in the statutory bodies. I don't know if you want to elaborate more. Well, um, you have laid out clearly uh, the areas of focus of the Integrity Commission, um, covering certain levels of civil servants, as well as members of the House of Assembly and statutory bodies. Um, individuals serving on them have to make declarations of interest. Uh, this is to avoid even the very appearance of corruption. Corrupt, correct. How effective it is, that's another matter. And of course, uh, people in the general public labels almost anything corruption without even the slightest evidence there is. Now, I have some issues or maybe some beef with the way it is composed, set up, and the way it functions. In fact, in so many areas, I'm tired of our doggone money going to people from England and other parts of the Caribbean. And there seemed to be this presumption that these individuals are indeed more trustworthy or honest than us. There is this feeling in some circles that the local individuals involved in such organizations may talk too much. But the truth about it, nobody talk more than many of these English persons when they reach Turks Head and elsewhere. Nobody talks more than them. And then the thing about it, when they have garnered certain information and go back home, they can use that as leverage to do what the hell they want to do without accounting. But our people here are always held into account. That's a matter that needs to be addressed. This local staff is skeletal as far as I am concerned. That should be addressed. The commission itself, I think you have uh, Reverend Golson and Canon Kendall Ken, okay. uh, as members. But who heads it? Somebody else from somewhere. And I have reasons to believe that those from somewhere else tend to have little respect for our local input and, and, and feel like their way is the way. And that ought not be. Hence, I welcome the review of it. And I hope that all those involved will be quite candid, be quite frank in their comments. Because all is not well. All is not what it appears to be. Every other day. We see civil servants being interdicted. If the statement is correct, maybe no longer than today. The question to be asked, of all of the interdictions that were done, say for the past three, four years, how many have resulted in convictions? I will bet you very, very low rate extremely low. And I've always argued then that they should look at these matters before taking such actions. <clears throat> and what is so disgusting 
is that these individuals will be off some time for a year and more. Plus two years. Receiving salary. The government and the country not benefited from their service. Some of them become demotivated and, uh, in fact, their emotional state disturbed by the allegations and waiting and waiting. Some of them, from time to time, have had to hire lawyers to defend themselves. And they have to eat up the cost. That, in my view, is wrong. If the Integrity Commission, whether in their own little so-called trial or otherwise, caused a civil servant or a politician to have to hire a lawyer, and then they lose, that is the Integrity Commission, they should foot the bill of those individuals. And so in this whole review, this whole exercise, I hope that that would be taken into consideration. But I believe if we search earnestly, search hard, we can find Turks and Caicos Islanders to man the commission to run our affairs and stop spending our monies on Englishmen, Trinidadians, or whoever the hell they may be. That is my position. Honorable Taylor, I don't know what's yours. Thank you. Well, well I'm learning that uh, there have been a changing of the guard here within the last week or so. Uh, a new director, I refer to him as director, have been sworn in in the Integrity Commission. I, Where are you from? Uh, from the UK. Uh, and I also understood that the former uh, director uh, spent most of his time in the UK to begin with. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this one that had been sworn in, that he would be here in Turks and Caicos. You know, so you're being paid from the public purse in Turks and Caicos, but uh, you can enjoy whatever it is uh, laid back in the UK. It should never be. That should never, never be. And again, uh, basically, whatever in terms of, of um, investigation, again, like the judiciary system, justice delay is justice denied. And you touched on that a while ago. To, to have someone interdicted and being off for one year, two years, you know, and uh, basically, he or she have to be laying around. You, you, you cannot be employed elsewhere. And, uh, that, that is one of those things that the human rights should step in and um, look into also, if I, if I should say so. So you just cannot have human rights for one set of people and not have human rights as long as you're a civil servant or uh, within a statutory body. Thank you ever so much. On this very important matter, as we open the phone lines, uh, will I hear from a politician? Will I hear from uh, some civil servants? You see, on very important matters, when you should speak up, you don't. There's a sound of silence. The number to call is one nine hundred. 
0-800-242-0007. Or you may text me 244-7332. And of course, if there is a particular hot button issue that you want to raise as we only have another 15 minutes, feel free to do so. Again, the number to call is 1-900-22-22-007-946-2007. And you may text me at 244-7332. We changed the Monday night show, the, the Monday day show, to a night show to, accomp uh, to accommodate many of you who claim that you couldn't listen while at work or you want to participate. Well, we don't want you to just listen. We have changed it so that you can participate. And that is indeed what I would like to see more and more of it. Our Honorable Taylor has given his views on the various topics that we discussed. And I would certainly love to hear your views. Again, the number to call, 1-900-2222-007 or 946-2007. I will allow another five minutes, and if not... I will be saying farewell until another occasion because I will not dive into another subject and cannot do justice to it in such a short time. And now, uh, many of you clamor for the opportunity to call. You have it. Make use of it. And don't simply wait until when you do see me somewhere and then you want to bend on with yet another show. Oh, that's someone else just texting me again about two local prison officers arrested by the Integrity Commission and some other white special detectives today at the prison for conspiracy to smuggle drugs therein. I will not read the names of those alleged because, like I said, I didn't get confirmation and I am one who believes verify, verify, verify. Okay? But that is what is being said. There is no harm in repeating that portion. Number to call, one nine hundred twenty two twenty two zero zero seven. 946-2007. Well, I guess for you all, maybe you want to hold whatever you have to say until Wednesday. Well, that is up to you. Honorable Taylor, anything else before we end the show? Go right ahead. Whatever it is you want to raise. Again, I, uh, as I pointed out, um, and I've been saying this to a number of our, our, our families here, you know, it is time that our, our young people uh, know their heritage, know their family tree. And I think it will go a long way in terms of, of being able at, at least to engage each other rather than to be at loggerhead with one another. 
if you if you are not aware who you're related to, then I put out that challenge that um, October is Heritage Month, and I've committed to basically set aside every month $100 until October uh, will be uh, the 10th month of the year, so that will be $1,000, and anybody to match that and then engage government to basically name the family of the year, we have a plaque for that family, the family that can go as far as back of their family tree, and um, uh, and basically uh, making sure that that you know that we are one family here for the length and breadth of these Turks and Caicos Islands we are finding regionally, and that matter of fact internationally. Only on Saturday, I got a call from one of my relatives in Texas, who basically, his father was born in Bermuda, he born in the U.S., his grandfather was from Texas and Caicos, you know, and this is the, uh, my uh, paternal, my father's side of the, fa of the family, but there are those who left Middle Caicos and went to Bermuda and then on to New York. There were those from Middle Caicos who basically had invested in the New York's on the New York Stock Exchange, you know, and who so we, we, we need to know. We need to be able to look at at what happened in the past and say why it can't happen now in terms of our our young people since we are living in a global village in terms of looking at investment. The next thing is to uh, inform our people about the whole issue of investment as far as national insurance concern and, and other entities when they come on board, especially, as I said, as we look in terms of a national bank, you know, a call for investments elsewhere. And in 1890, we had a government savings bank. A government savings bank lasted for over 100 years. But there was investment through crown agents and gold mines, even in South Africa and elsewhere, you know. So, so basically, Turks and Caicos, I mean, we, we, we have had, uh, during the 1930s, we even self had paper notes, you know. So if we are looking in terms of self-determination, you know, those institutions that must be in place so that our people can basically benefit from whatever development that's taking place in Turks and Caicos, but more than all, that we can be proud of what we have. Thank you very much for that. Now I'm just going to touch on two little areas, touch and go, and then we end. Early this morning, while talking with some of the guys on the tree, a lady passed by, and good, e good night to you, uh, my dear uh, friend. I will not call her name. And she was complaining bitterly about the roads over there and over back and in a particular area. Um, well, I know that the minister of infrastructure has talked about considerable, well, several million dollars that are to be spent in the ensuing months on the roads, and I'm sure, well, uh, that area ought to be taken care of, all right? Um, 
I wouldn't say much because that's left for the ministers to explain and I don't really need to even do their job or try to do their job as such. But I just say it so that the ministers themselves can hear your complaint. And then the second one, oh my, I'm tired of beating the drums about the terrible service that First Caribbean is providing. Now, I don't know too much about Scotia, though I gather from some others that is almost just as bad, and bad in the sense that from the time they close, they don't even have somebody here on Grand Turk to represent them. People wanting new cards and stuff like that got to travel to Provo. That is disgusting. It's not right. But as for First Caribbean, over the weekend, all of the ATMs were down. You go to one, malfunction, some whatever, whatever there is. You go to the next one, the same thing. I know the Financial Services Commission regulates banking, how much they have to do with that. And you know, got to wake up. Now we just had some kingpin hype, polluted, a damn sure paid far more than Premier and everybody else appointed. I want to see results. Results. But these banks got to do better. The time is right. Like like, uh, Honorable Taylor mentioned. That we should really be looking at our own local bank. And not because one bank fail. Banks fail around the world all the time. But here in Turks and Caicos, we got this small mine, some for political reasons, because that one fail, then everything else should be failure. No, 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 no. <coughs> we need to have our own bank. Every island in the Caribbean that I know of have their own bank. local bank. We can do it. We got enough local people with money to Correct. do it. All right, we don't need foreigners to come and do that. We need to do it. All right, that's like they say, my two cent or maybe ten cent worth. All right, but but as, as I mentioned, uh, and should I say the heydays, in two thousand and eight, TCI Bank boasts one point two four billion dollars. You know, and, and once you really get going there, you you can set up. Basically, you have to, in terms of how you invest. And what you have, but I, I'm looking in terms of a national bank, because basically you won't have to deal with with uh, liquidators if it's a national bank, you know. And presently, uh, financial services, along with the courts, should be looking into what is happening with the liquidators of TCI Bank, you know. And I quite agree with you. We need to have our own national bank. You know, it is one of those institutions, if you're looking in terms of self-determination, that is a must. Absolutely. Right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to end expressions for yet another Monday night. And I do invite you to join me again on Wednesday, God Spares Life. If there are no meetings of the House of Assembly or any of its committees, I hope to have another very informative expressions. Good night. God bless you all. Good night.